Welcome to Health System CIO's Partner Perspective Interview Series. I'm Anthony Guerra, founder and editor-in-chief. Today, we're talking with Clay Ritchie, CEO at Verado. Clay, thanks for joining me today. Oh, you're welcome. It's great to be with you, Anthony. All right, very good, Clay. Let's start out with a little bit about your organization and your role. Sure. Um, so I'm the CEO of Verado, and Verado are the uh, at Verado, we are the identity experts for healthcare. And we, our mission is really single focus. We want to, to enable better care everywhere by solving the problem that drives everything else, knowing who is who. This basic, this elusive question of, of how do I really take advantage of all of the opportunity and potential in, in digital healthcare if I don't know the basic idea of, of who that data belongs to, identity. And uh, we built a, a healthcare master data management platform that really creates an enterprise view of identity across all the disparate health systems across the enterprise, which allows they have that single source of truth. All right, Clay. So this is, how would you describe the, the state of the condition in healthcare as far as this goes? I mean, you're going to have a huge spectrum of abilities. You're going to have people that are really struggling, have, have no sort of sophisticated tool. You're going to have people with sophisticated tools, some using them to their fullest extent and well, some perhaps not so much. Um, so, you know, what is the state on the ground today, if you can give me any general overview? Sure. So I think, you know, if you look at, at the complexity of the, of the healthcare ecosystem, it's only getting more and more complex, especially in a world where we have care that's being d delivered in multiple channels. Uh, uh, before COVID, you know, we, we were relying on care being delivered mostly uh, in person, in, inpatient or outpatient or in a clinic. Uh, something in the control of a, of, a, of a health system provider, but kind of coming out of you know through the pandemic, coming out of the pandemic, uh, one of the, the wonderful transformations that's being that's happened is the whole idea of virtual care, and you have uh, consumerism happening in healthcare. So what that means is that you've got uh, consumers that are looking to engage and consume healthcare through both virtual means and physical means. And that has really created an even more complex ecosystem with respect to the, the number of data, data silos that, they, that patient data is sitting in, providing a fragmented view of that person. And what we see the challenge is, is how do you create, how do you take all those fragments and create one holistic view, a longitudinal view of that person across all those different ways they're in, in, engaging. And the old way of doing this is this was, was a kind of uh, necessary, but not sufficient. You know, we've got a lot of, of, of clinical systems that had, you know, like an EMPI embedded in them, uh, and they maybe are doing a reasonable job of, of, of managing the identity with respect to the uh, a patient that's being charted or being managed in that system. But as you start going across systems, there, you know, you need to have an enterprise view of, of identity, and you got to get it out of the individual a clinical system view into one enterprise view. And that's really where Verado uh, spends all of our time and energy helping provide that view. And then if you look at some of the key drivers uh, of, you know, of why now do you need an enterprise view, you know, we're seeing a lot of health systems that are looking at, you know, data centers that they've invested millions of dollars in over the years. That data, those data centers now are getting time to have all that hardware replaced so it's really creating this opportunity, this massive rush, if you will, to the cloud. Because you know, if you're a CIO and you're thinking about spending millions of dollars on replacing hardware in an on-prem data center, you got to be scratching your head wondering why aren't I moving all that to the cloud for much lower cost 
easy ease of access. So anytime you're starting to move things to the cloud, that's where you start seeing things like cloud data warehousing come into effect. And again, now you've got all these fragmented views that you need to bring together and have one view of a person across all of that data that's flowing to the cloud across those disparate systems. And that's where we come in, come into play and, and help out. And then lastly, I would say we're seeing uh, a, a huge uh, push towards uh, really embracing uh, digital consumerism and CRM to, 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 as a differentiator for health systems as they're thinking about growth. Uh, and how do you really show your patients that you understand them, that you know them, you anticipate their needs? So we're seeing health systems really starting to implement much more sophisticated CRM solutions, which also requires knowing who is who at each of those consumer touch points, marrying that with also the patient information that you have so you can truly understand the patient, change their behavior, and get and help them grow with you across their, 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 their needs across their lifetime. And, and these very kind of more sophisticated world of both moving to the cloud and consumerism, you know, you need to have an enterprise system that brings it all together. Very good. So... You talked about uh, the old way was sort of EMPI, which was um, application specific, right? It would manage it within the application, but not cross application. So for those that don't have a sophisticated tool and have relied on uh, application specific EMPIs, how are they doing it? Are, are they using Excel spreadsheets? Like how are they getting by without a tool? Well, oftentimes they're not, they're getting it wrong. You know, so if you look at a lot of the data you'd see out there, anywhere between 10 to 80, upwards of 18% of patients in those types of systems are being misidentified. And what that means is that you know, most likely than not, once in a while, it means something really dangerous, like you've got to bring uh, two different people's records together into one. But oftentimes what it really means is that uh, in order to make sure that doesn't happen, if we're getting it wrong 10 to 18% of the time, that we're just having a plethora of additional records out there that belong to the same person, but they're in, but they're they're different records, mm -hmm. and that now provides this fractional view of the person I talked about earlier. Uh, so that's one problem they have within the system that they have. And then as they try to combine those 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 fractional views across all the all the multiple uh, databases that they have, you know that problem even compounds further. And uh, so what you end up getting then is. Uh, uh, a fractional view of a person at any point in time, um, and then and, and then you start, you know, you're not in a position to really be able to trust and act on that information because it's not a holistic, complete, 360 degree logical view of the, everything you know about that person. And I would imagine that uh, that work of merging those records is extremely manual. Yes, and that's that's a great point. So you know, there's in many health systems, there's armies of of data stewards that are constantly faced every day with trying to to understand, is this the same person or not? Should I merge these records? Should I dedupe de these records and uh, or unmerge them? Um, and uh, you know that takes a lot of, of, of energy and time and wasted resource. Um, well, at the same time, you know it's not timely. You know, if, if you had a patient that was just admitted and you charted that patient under the wrong record, you don't want, want to wait until you make a, a clinical error in a, in a surgical procedure before you get that right. And you know, so, you know, the the manual processes of trying to fix this is, you know, in today's volume and scale are, are just, you know, kind of, you know, impossible, if you will, uh, you know, not up, 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 not able to, to, meet, to meet the task. Right. And you're saying there are other trends that are pushing everyone in a direction 
that makes it more and more difficult to operate in that old world, such as um, I think what you're talking about is they want to upgrade the infrastructure because you want to get away from having technical debt that opens you up to security problems, right? So you say, all right, if we have on-prem infrastructure and now's the time for investment, maybe we don't want to do that. Maybe we want to go to the cloud. We don't want to just bring our silos to the cloud, right? Because then we're still siloed in the cloud. So we've got to solve this problem. We want to integrate CRM. We want to be providing care from different venues. Everything is pushing us in a direction where identity becomes more and more important and more and more difficult to manage without a tool, correct? That's correct. And there's a lot of major uh, kind of market forces, you know, kind of in addition to that dynamic you just mentioned, you you also have this kind of thought that, look, fee-for-service versus shared risk and fee-for-value, like we know we're on a journey and, we were, and we're seeing more and more capitated care every day uh, across health systems. We're seeing health, health systems become also uh, providers. And in a world where, where you're starting to see more and more shared risk, you know, your tolerance for, for, for inaccurate patient data and, and not having a universal identity becomes less and less because now, now this is actually impacting both patient you know, quality of, of care, but also your ability to drive efficient, you know, top-line revenue and, and, and bottom-line results for, for your health system. So it's a problem. It's a problem people need to do something about. It opens you up to all sorts of bad stuff. It holds you back from growing as a health system, providing the care, dealing with consumerism. You really need to get your arms around identity. Very important. opens you up to a lot of risk. So we've established that. Um, I understand you've got an arrangement that you've into entered into with Clear. So let's talk a little bit about that. What was your, you know, you're running the business. What was your driver as the CEO to say, um, was it sort of a piece you wanted to, you saw as an opportunity, like here's something we need to do. Let's find a partner or did sort of the fact that Clear exists help you identify this issue? Was it a chicken or egg type thing? I mean, what, what was the driver? So, a couple of things. So first of all, we started seeing um, our customers uh, uh, coming to us and asking us about digital front door capabilities and how we can help them better manage their digital front door work that they're doing in order to build up, to have a digital identity that they can uh, trust and verify is they're starting to think about how they engage that consumer at, at, at their various different, you know, both physical and virtual uh, touch points. And at the same time, we saw, um, you know, Clear being one of those vendors that many of our customers are starting to talk to and think about, you know, being a clear leader in this space. And, and it's a trusted brand. So if you go through the airports, you're seeing if you're if you go to a, a stadium event, you're seeing Clear there. Um, and we thought it was really just a perfect marriage between their wonderful brand around digital identity from a consumer perspective, and then Verado's strong brand around this trusted identity platform that helps really drive interoperability across all these disparate data sources on the back end. So it really looked like a very good, uh, a very good marriage, if you will, where we can bring uh, their best in breed technology with our best in breed technology to really start creating that end-to-end identity platform that that our, uh, consumers and and, our, and providers need. Tell me, what does this consist of, this partnership? Is it an agreement that facilitates you working together? Is there some sort of technological integration that's going on behind the scenes? What's the nitty-gritty of what's happening here? Yeah. 
So you can expect um, uh, if you're a health system and, and uh, are, are thinking about uh, really revolutionizing your, your 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 digital front door capabilities to be able in uh, your identity capabilities, you can expect a seamless you know integrated solution between uh, Clear and Verado, such that you can leverage the Clear technology on the front end to be able to uh, identity proof. Uh, any person uh, either physically knocking on your door or virtually knocking on one on, on, on of your virtual front doors. Uh, you can easily identity proof them leveraging clearest technology, verify who they are, and then now have that, 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 that universal clear identity be mapped to the Verado universal identity that now allows you to, to, to have a bridge between that identity on the front door in all of the data systems behind the scenes on the back door, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, in the back end of your system, so that you can now you know, have that complete longitudinal view of that of that trusted identity on the front end, mapped to all of all of the data, data that's associated with that identity on the back end, and that's really what this partnership brings. And it's the, so it's integration and it's the ability to work with with uh, two folks that are you know two vendors and, and clear and and broader that are leaders in this space to solve this problem in a, in a holistic way. All right, very good. Let's uh, talk a little bit more about identity. Um, you know, I think we've focused a lot on patients, um, but there are a lot of identities that a health system has to manage beyond just patients. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so what we've really learned is that um, solving the patient identity is critical, and, and it absolutely is the thing that drives everything else, but it's not just the patient identity. It's also the consumer identity. I talked earlier that, you know, look, 10 years ago, 80 to 90% of us had a primary care physician that would direct and navigate our care into our health system. So, you know, um, now if you're a millennial or younger, no less, only about 25% of that population has a primary care physician. They're all going to the internet and they're all looking for the internet to help navigate and drive their care. So, you know, so we, we, we have to be able to meet that population where they, where they want to be met with respect to digital tools and identity tools that helps them engage you the, the way they want to engage you. Uh, and um, so, so not only in order to do that, you have to know that person. You have to show them you know them. You need to anticipate their needs. You need to meet them where they are. So, so thinking differently about a consumer and versus a patient, we're, we're learning there's a lot of things we can do to make sure that you have a complete view of wherever that, that, that person is on their journey, you know, consuming and also receiving care. And then also, of course, um, if you're a, a consumer of healthcare, you're also a member. You're a member of a health, of a payer probably. And, you know, so we need to be able to understand what are the needs, what are, you, what are your uh, demographics with respect to being a, a member? And then finally, um, you know, what we're really seeing is that the holy grail here is being able to uh, create relationships between a patient and the provider community that's delivering care to them, coordinating care around that patient. So uh, being able to identify providers accurately, uh, be able to understand the provider to provider relationship and the provider to patient relationship is critical to really being able to unlock the, 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 the opportunity to really coordinate care across both digital and physical channels. And that's really what, what we see when we talk about a, an enterprise identity platform is being able to understand the identities of all of, this, of, all of the stakeholders uh, delivering care across the, that care journey and being able to also understand the relationships between those people. Um, for example, you might be uh, a caretaker and you might uh, uh, be in a household of somebody who's delivering care, who's receiving care. And you also might be a physician 
who's, uh, who's part of a care team delivering care with the patient. Uh, and that physician also is a part of a larger practice and has the rights to, to, to be affiliated and, 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 to, and, and to give uh, and to practice at various health systems. So understanding all of those dynamics really enables a health system to coordinate care in a way that, that they have been able to do, to do in the past uh, and, uh, and allows the, the consumer to be able to also direct care in the way they have been able to do in the past. And one thing we can't forget up here is that, um, you know, one of these drivers that's coming at us like a, a freight train, Anthony, is that, you know, a few years ago, the 21st Century Cures Bill was passed. And inside that bill was a, a regulation around information blocking. And what that bill said is that um, effective in October of, of last year, uh, health systems had to make it easy for, for patients or consumers to direct their health information to be shared with whomever they wanted it to be shared with. And um, and, and now, a year later, we have, uh, beyond that deadline, we also now have enforcement by the OCR just now coming out. In fact, last quarter, the OCR defined a million dollars per incident uh, for, for uh, a, a fine for the healthcare, uh, healthcare technology vendors that are enabling easy transfer and sharing of data. And, and here in the fourth quarter of this year, uh, we expect to see similar uh, um, uh, penalties for providers. So, so we're starting to see this carrot and stick kind of coming together where, where, where not only are providers needing to be able to make it easy for consumers to direct access to their health information, give consent, direct where it goes at a granular level, but uh, you know, for, for the, you know, just to help deliver better care for that patient, but also now because the regulations are requiring it with a stiff penalty if you don't, you know, if you don't comply. So, you know, I think that, 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 that those things are coming together are really creating this perfect storm for identity just being more critical than ever. Okay. So it's a perfect storm. It's more critical than ever. Um, uh, from a health system is typically coming to you first. Is it the CIO? Is it the CISO? I know some health systems, if they're on the smaller side, uh, may not have a CISO. They may have a very security savvy CIO. Um, but in general, are you being approached sort of at, from a uh, patient engagement position or from a security position from the health system? So I think it's both. I think that um, on one hand, when you've got these large IT projects that are driven around moving data from on-prem to the cloud, uh, that it tends to be more of the CISO and or the chief data officer, chief digital officer coming to us and saying, as we're, as we're doing this, we now see we have all this fragmented data. We just don't want to move one problem here and put the same problem there. We want to fix it while we get, while we get there. And, and they're, you know, they, they, they really appreciate the fact that we've got relationships with Amazon Web Services and with Google's. Uh, you know, uh, cloud service to make that easy for them to migrate, and also we got partnerships with folks like uh, Snowflake that, that allows them to manage their their data model and integrate with their data model. Um, and and that becomes more of an infrastructure investment. We're investing the, this money to go do that, and 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 uh, identity and identity data management platform is critical to that infrastructure. On the other side, but sometimes though, uh, if you don't have that type of major initiative happening. Uh, you know, you've got uh, folks that are coming more from the business side. They're recognizing that their inability to grow in the way that they want to grow uh, is being harmed because they don't understand the basic, you know, kind of concept of identity across all, all of the disparate systems. They want to be able to better uh, attract and retain that consumer who's now shopping online and not just going to their primary care physician to be navigated or maybe going into their urgent care 
you know, think about all the pop-ups that are happening in urgent care today. It used to be, you know, you go to the emergency room at your hospital hospital, and that would then again put you into the med surge floors or or you know, right into that health system. So you know, I think we're seeing a lot of chief uh, marketing officers, chief strategy officers, uh, and chief digital officers uh, really understanding that in order to drive growth uh, and profitable growth, while at the same time, is there shifting business models from fee-for-service to fee-for-value, um, being able to also be ready for that that, that change coming, uh, you're seeing this need for identity and being able to understand that identity you know, serves all of those masters equally well uh, is really helping be the, the business case justification for for for, for doing this and, and doing it now, uh, and uh, I mean most enlightened CEOs that I'm talking to are realizing that that they have to become better at at, at marketing and engaging their patient populations uh, so that they don't lose them uh, to to um, uh, I mean literally like you know pick a, a major platform you you can go through virtual care and engage with pretty much any major world world class health brand online. In, in, in order to com- combat that, you just have to be better at, at doing all of these kind of consumer type workflows. And you can't do any of that without understanding identity, uh, both on the front end and on, and on the back end. So if, if I'm an individual, if I'm an executive at a health system and we don't have a tool and I see reasons why we need one and I'm a p- proponent of going to the market and selecting a tool. Uh, do you think it's possible there are some challenges there getting this to the top of the list um, for different reasons? Or what what's their best strategy? If I'm a proponent in a health system and I want to get uh, you know funds dedicated towards finding a solution in this area, what's your advice for their best strategy for getting that done? Yeah, well, I think the best strategy in that scenario is to focus more on how you're helping drive better outcomes at lower costs and higher value to your health system for growth. And uh, the mistake that, that you that, that people could be making would be to try to make this just an infrastructure problem around uh, around how to make my, my IT system work better as opposed to how it's going to actually connect to the business uh, goals and strategies of, of a health system. And as I mentioned earlier, um, you know, you have to have kind of, you know, you know, we can no longer just expect our, our growth to come because we build a great brand for ourselves. We we, we need to go out and we need to uh, uh, curate experiences for our patients. We need to understand all the touch points, all the data around them, so that we can uh, take care of them and deliver better outcomes at, at lower cost and, and at higher profit margins. And uh, you know, I don't think profit's a bad word these days. I mean, uh, coming out of COVID, we're seeing health systems facing. Challenges that you know maybe the most the biggest challenge we ever seen in our lifetime, Anthony. Like literally, it was it was always a fine, a, a very low margin business with the increase in in, in uh, delivery costs, with with labor shortages, with um, uh, an overall mix uh, unattractive mix shift uh, of, of 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 services that are being provided to to, to patients. You know, uh, health systems today are much more focused on how do you grow and grow in the right way. And I think that tying these identity problems to that those type of key initiatives is the answer on how you get funding for it. All right, very good. Let's um, address people that have a tool. You know, anyone who sells software, uh, anyone who sells anything, usually needs the customer to engage at a certain level 
and to make the most out of that tool. I can give you a great tool, but if you're not doing a few things on your end, if you're not sort of taking the ball and running with it, and then you just feel like, well, this tool didn't do anything. Well, it's because we told you you had to do B, C, D, and E, and you didn't. So let's talk about, for a tool like yours, um, optimization. When you, I, I assume there's things that should be done perhaps before even they take possession of the tool, so to speak, uh, to get things ready, sort of lay the groundwork, uh, and then afterwards. So what what does optimization look like on the customer side? Well, I think um, one of the great things about the way we build our tool is that, you know, we use a, a technology called referential matching that we've invented that um, doesn't use algorithmic uh, and training of algorithms in order to really to really get matching identity resolution right and accurate. Uh, so the good news about that means that there's not a lot of preparation ahead of time to come in and learn and work with us. Our, our tools are really based on, on our experience and, and uh, you know, 75% of the U.S. population is identified uniquely in, in Verado uh, in the past 12 months. Uh, you know, we're, we're well equipped to manage a lot of that. I think that though, this question on optimization you're getting at more comes to me around the idea of like, is you're thinking about your overall architecture and all of the different data sources that you're trying to bring together to help drive actionable information. You know, what's that next best action you're trying to do to to either grow revenue or decrease costs or improve an outcome, you know, I think in order to optimize your data around those types of questions and goals, you know, you have to start first with getting clean data and you can't get clean data without first starting with identity and getting the identities right. So what we typically sometimes are asked is like, well, I'm getting ready to do an epic implementation, you know, um, we're going to come see you after we do that. Or I'm getting ready to go and acquire a you know a, a large health system. You know this project should come after that. And we try to tell them no. As you think about this, this is the time to do an identity platform and, and get it right, so that whenever you do that acquisition, it's going to be clean data that you're bringing in. When you do that epic implementation, it's going to be clean data that you're starting with, and you're maintaining it, and keeping it clean throughout the life of, of that implementation. So I think that's the other advice I would give is don't put identity on the back end, but instead understand it's one of these seminal things you have to do first. And if you get that right first, um, then you know all these other investments you're going to make are going to be home runs. They're going to be much much more likely to be successful and optimized uh, because you don't have all that tech debt you mentioned earlier. You're not fixing all these all these things on the back end. You're fixing them up front. That's really interesting. Um... <laughs> no, no, don't, don't. There is nothing that you want to wait that you should that should make you want to wait on this. This, there's no reason to wait on this in any situation. Is that what you're saying? That's right. And <laughs> you know, in today's, you know, look, you know, we talk about connect, uh, being able to connect. We, we, you know, being able to connect all these data sources or they're like it's it's kind of a commodity these days. And we've got some great partnerships with. Organizations like Redox, for example, who is a wonderful partner of ours. So, like, literally, we can take real time and batch fees from pretty much any data source you can think of. And because of that, there's no reason to wait. In fact, you know, the sooner you can get the, the, that data flowing, so that you can then get that the you know be able to manage that that, that that patient identity and all the things that are critical about that patient identity, essentially, that allows then the whole ecosystem to work that you're that you're building and evolving from from a go forward perspective. 
All right, Clay, that's about all we had time for today. Fantastic uh, discussion. I think a lot of stuff to think about, a lot of things, you know, advice, good go-forward advice for people. So I really appreciate it. Thank you, Anthony. I enjoyed our time today.